previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. It is morning and there's a knock at your door. Nora's standing there and says, you've overslept. We need to be down in the artificing hall. Once you get in there, Professor Fackham Kane says, Dean Doval, talk about what's going on. I am deeply saddened by the disturbing illness that has struck our campus. Dean Livia and all of us other deans are working to try and figure out what is going on. We do want to keep everybody educated. Dean Tyson says, We will be restricting access to pretty much anywhere else aside from the dorms, the infirmary, and the tower itself. We don't even have enough members to cover the Pyrocross team at this time. This is the worst day of my life. You see Titus turn around. You probably had something to do with this. Dean Swift Prince steps forward and says, Hello? Study whatever you would like today. Just... Ask the desk in front of you. Desk, can I get books on surges cross-reference with the word Mornbell? On your desk appears the rise and desolation of the wizarding community Mornbell. I'm going to go desk. off and do some whispering to the desk. <laughs> the door opens and in walks Leong. Do you remember being in the infirmary? No. We had found you passed out on the ground. Do you recall at all where you were going? I was going to see Professor Kane. I do remember going down into the basement, and that's it. I woke up this morning, had this pendant, and he pulls out a pendant. It is literally an eyeball. Yeah, let me see that for a second. As we're having this yes. conversation, do I see anyone paying attention? Titus. I'm going to summon my little Toby boy here to see what all he figured out when he was investigating El Pipo's. You see him disappear through the wall. The pipes go <laughs> into the wall. How are we going to get through a wall? It just so happens I have a blueprint of the school grounds. Professor Kane says, we're just about wrapped up. Any books that you have checked out should be reported. So where would you guys like to go next? We'll go and follow the pipes. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Hey guys, I got a, got a heart on right now, just simply because we're here to record. Brad Richards. <laughs> so, in, you know, in the wise words of Blink-182, the hardest part about eating ass is keeping the balls out of the way. You have work to do. Matt Smith. Why was the dragon invited to the Comedy Central special? Because he was good at roasting. <laughs> I like that one. And Brad Renfro. I do love telling dad jokes. Sometimes he thinks they're funny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Sometimes people think that we're funny because we do a 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons oh. podcast. <laughs> Paul likes putting me last because it's so easy to spin off of a dad joke. You fucking give him softballs over here. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's, it's what I do. I appreciate it. Are you guys in collusion together? No, not for this at least. <laughs> do I have to make an attack roll to shoot myself in the head? <laughs> Actually, you did when uh, you tried to 
nerf yourself for Taylor's <laughs> voice. And then oh, you like yeah. missed and didn't kill yourself, which you just like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, within five feet, you do have disadvantage. <laughs> what am I threatening myself? <laughs> <laughs> do I get an, an attack of opportunity then? So you roll intimidation, but you also have advantage. Uh, we are currently talking about one of Matt's previous characters, Dosh, but something that we haven't talked about uh, in a little while are our characters for this second season and new campaign. So why don't we go around the horn real quick and just remind our listeners who you're playing, what class you're playing, and uh, anything new that you think is exciting since we are now level 7. Oh, we also forgot to mention that we found a new band in the realm of Rob area. Oh, yeah? What was the band? Bothered. Bothered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> forgot about Bothered. And also, what the hell's All Stone Streets? I wrote that. I can't remember what the fuck it is. All Stone Streets. No rock. No, the, what I wrote down is All Stone Streets, so I can only fucking imagine what that is. Only... As every instance high is all time low. Sometimes it's difficult because sometimes you do opposite and sometimes you just do similar. Rocky. Only something roads. Is that? Mm? I'm trying to think of bands that have like path, road, anything like that to see what goes along with street. Path, 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 path. <laughs> well, while you're thinking about that, uh, why don't we go ahead and start with the. Uh, We'll go reverse order of episode announcements. So, Brad, Renfro, why don't you give us who you're playing and uh, what you're playing as? That's neat. Okay, so I'm Milo Yisrithris, and I am playing a level 7 Kender Druid of Wildfire with my amazing companion, who I named Toby, but I wasn't happy with it. What? Yeah, no, I wanted to change his name. I was making a joke, but then everyone said it's Toby now, so it's Toby now. I mean, I guess anyway. he could change his name, technically. It uh, just might be confusing. Yeah, it's already confusing because I call Milo Toby half the time. It, it'd be like a dog halfway through its life. You're like, we're changing your name. That's, that's why <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. But basically, um, yeah, no, becoming level 7 with Druid isn't doesn't do anything cool i just uh the only thing cool that did happen was um when i was talking to the magical desk i uh, got myself a book that let me do some cool things do you want to reveal what the book is and what the book can do uh well the one is the necromicon from uh adventure time and the other one is a uh book that lets like, I I want I asked for a book that could help me infuse magic into food, and I can now cast the spell Good Berry, which is just I get little one HP berries that I can feed you guys. Welcome to Good Berry, home of the Good Berry. <laughs> Welcome to Good Berry, home of the Good Berry. Alrighty, well thanks for that, and uh, Matt Smith. All right, I am Thadward Castellan, the now level seven Tortle Gunslinger fighter. Douche. I mean, that is probably a fair assessment. <laughs> uh, now that I am level 7, I think all I've really gained is Quick Draw, which lets me draw, believe it or not, quickly. 
and a new trick shot of winging shot. Winging? Where I wing them real good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> We're prepared to be wanged. Wingity wanged. What exactly does that mean mechanically? Wing wang, here comes they get the bang bang. They get knocked to the ground. Very nice. Be rich. Who are you playing? I am the commonly named Dixon Cider. Um, I am a blood hunter, Dragonborn, at seventh level. I have herpes and hemorrhoids. Hold on. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Actually, Megan, I can't sit anywhere. I have hemorrhoids. Anyways. So at seventh level, I get a blood hunter order feature, which in my case was re- revealed arcana. I chose the uh, the genie, so I get a spell of phantasmal force, and also found out that with the genie, when I spend a uh, blood curse, I can fly. Well, shit. So, wait, did you say you have a genie bottle? No. Oh. So the genie in this case is your patron, right? Yeah, it's my patron. Okay, and that's because we actually found out that you you did say Order of the Ghost Slayer on episode one, but you're actually... Order of the Profane Soul. Okay, yeah, so you're an Order of the Profane Soul blood hunter. Yes. Yeah, because there is a class where you get just like a genie lamp and you just evolve, like, that's what your class builds on, so it's kind of neat. Did you rub them the right way? Apparently, because I can fucking fly. Like, just be a fly boy. Like Peter Pan. Fly straight up in the air and then just fall on your neck. Mm Mm-hmm. Do it often, actually. You can lay some knives sitting straight up. Or you could land (laughs) straight on a hammer. Right in my ass. Or a fist. (laughs) Can't tell you how many times I've went up and came down on something that... A little rough going in. That's all right. (laughs) Actually, that's a throwback to our very first campaign that we wound up recording the last 10 episodes and is available on Patreon. So uh, if you want to check that out, head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. Who got sodomized by a hammer? You did. Uh, Your character. I got sodomized by a hammer? Yeah, you fell on the hammer. I don't remember that. Yeah, you sacrificed yourself by landing on the hammer. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. I do remember that. Okay. So noble of you. Well, and then someone also put a fucking sword through my head or some shit. Yeah, I thought somebody, one of us caught him on like a, a spear, a hammer, maybe. I don't know. And then another one chopped his head off, maybe. Is that right? Yeah, something like I think that. So. Okay. Anywho, I was yeah. sodomized by a hammer. But yeah, that's <laughs> kind of about it. Alrighty. Well, thank you for sharing. And Ben, your character. I play the character Manfred McQuaid, a.k.a. Manny, a.k.a. the Ivory Alchemist, as <laughs> some may call me. Who the fuck calls you that? <laughs> My mother, for starters. Literally every time he brings up that, that <laughs> phrase, that is his immediate response, a.k.a. the Ivory Alchemist. Who calls you that? Every time. <laughs> My mother and some others, okay? <laughs> the Ivory Alchemist. I changed your name in my phone to the Ivory Alchemist. <laughs> Manfred is a Loxodon, aka that's where the uh, Ivory Alchemist comes from. And then, uh, 
He is an artificer, level 7, uh, with a focus in alchemy, and his background is a sage. So that's a little bit about Manny. Um, as far as what I've gained in recent levels, uh, would be reworking all of my infusions and also understanding how they actually work so I don't keep cheating the game as I've probably done so far to this point. Shut um, up. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the infusions uh, seem to be like sort of upgraded ones. So instead of like just the simple enhanced weapon, weapon which makes it a plus one, you know, now there's like a radiant weapon one which has extra abilities. So it seems like the enhancements have gotten to that next level of being more powerful. So I reworked some of those infusions as well as got new spells along the way. And, uh... Yeah, I guess uh, a couple other things my character can do is do really good with, like, ability checks and stuff now because, A, there's tool expertise, which doubles my proficiency bonus as long as I'm using tools that I'm proficient with um, in ability checks. And then there's something called a flash of genius where pretty much I can add my intelligent modifier to ability checks or saving throws for me and members of the party. Well, that's cool. So... Ability checks and saving throws, we should all get some good boosts for it, as long as I'm understanding that mechanic correctly. But I'll probably do that wrong for a little while and then uh, catch myself, but we're going to try. <laughs> Just as long as you misunderstand it in our favor. <laughs> Trust me, the way I'm reading it is misunderstood in our favor, so we will uh, we will try our best with it. But that's about everything I can think of for the Ivory Alchemist. Wonderful. Well, thanks for the quick recap of our characters. So let's get back into the story. I lied about my character. Oh, you did? I did. Uh-oh. What'd you lie about? I learned more spells. <laughs> <laughs> I also learned Aura of Life and Fire Shield. And actually, as of 6th level, so I might have already said this, or I just didn't realize I can do this yet. Whenever I cast a spell that does fire damage, or whenever I restore hit points while I have my wildfire spirit out, I just do a bonus d8, and I can also cast spells from my wildfire spirit as, like, the source of casting it, which actually brought up a question. If I'm using Toby as, like, a conduit for casting spells. Is that same-same for using a surge to conduit spells? Hmm. That is actually a really good question, because Toby is inherently magical. You know what? I may regret this, but I'm going to say yes. Oh, you immediately regret it. What level surge is Toby? <laughs> Toby would essentially just negate the, the surge mechanics for for all level spell slots yeah for stop Milo. asking questions just okay cool thank you <laughs> <laughs> moving on now i'm just trying to understand in case i need to find myself a toby <laughs> you can't find yourself a toby he's one of a kind there's fire flaming kittens that walk around these <clears> dorms <throat> all the time i'm pretty sure we said that so there might be other toby like creatures absolutely we have not said that Yes, no, we I'm pretty not. sure we said our animals that walk around on fire are common around here. And we're like, yeah, you've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I'm I'm going to uh, let me think about it, but for right now, say I'll say yes. Yeah, that's cool. It's locked in. I don't abuse anything that I'm given. We all know that. Yeah. 
Good question, though. <laughs> so what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast was that most everybody on campus had fallen ill. They're unconscious. Nobody ne- seems to know what's going on. Spells won't restore them, whatever. So the remaining students of the student body, which is a max of about 30, were all gathered together in the lecture hall and you were given basically like an open study session to study whatever you want. While there, Titus accused you of being the only group that has been unaffected by this illness. And so there's some question about why you are the only group to be okay. And then you wound up seeing Liang, who had been released from the infirmary. He has no recollection of being attacked. And he gave you a pendant that he woke up with. He had never seen it before. And Dixon now has that pendant. It's made of an eyeball. Milo had sent Toby down into the basement to follow the pipes. And Milo, after doing some charades with Toby, wound up discovering that one of the pipes or all the pipes that were being followed wind up going into the wall and Toby was unable to follow it further. So we're picking up now. Oh, and also because everybody is sick and there are so few students left, the campus has been closed everywhere except for the infirmary, the tower, which includes the Arcthanium library and the WAC, and then the student dorms. So everything else that is closed includes the temple, the Magizoo, the horticultural fields, the silver forest, the pyrocross fields and gym, and the student center and town. Whack. Yeah. So uh, we're going to pick up now. And last episode, you guys had indicated that you want to go inspect the pipe some more and perhaps stop by the whack to supply. Yeah. So let's start off, everybody, with... Uh... Before we go inspect the pipes, since we don't know exactly what we're going to find down there, we should probably supply up and make sure we are we are resupplied with... Uh, supplies. Anything we may need. Supplied, resupplied with supplies <laughs> that we may need, just in case. So let's go to the place that supplies the supplies, as in the whack, so we can get what we need. I'll grab some rope. Uh, okay. That's fine. Well, let's let's go there first. Now there's Can I have a, a ride. A walking montage of us walking to the whack <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> Is Milo riding on Manny's back, shoulders? No. Is it as long as we're montaging? What happens then is I pulled out a uh, very secure-looking hat that is large enough for his head and then it's almost it's not quite like I don't want to say sombrero-esque but it like I'm I'm sitting in the hat <laughs> that is on top of his head on top of on Manny's my head? head yes mm. very much like a battle <laughs> elephant that sounds making me a battle ele- elephant was a, was a good call here because it makes it sound cool <laughs> so um, would some say that you're sitting on his face no not his face no it's unfortunate. I was gonna say, if you wanted to ride in a hat, I could pull you like a sled. I also have a hammock that I can put like between your tusks, but you don't like that because it just like slumps in and then like my butt's in your mouth. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just fucking <laughs> munching on your ass and I don't like that. <laughs> just be munching on your ass. It's not I'm not, I'm not about that. 
It's not like my tusks are five feet apart. <laughs> like I'll just be munching on your It's ass. not like I'm even five feet tall. <laughs> I don't want to wear you like a mustache, okay? That's... I don't No, that's why that that that's why I got the hat. If that pickup line never works in the picture, <laughs> excuse me, I would like to wear you like a mustache. <laughs> if that doesn't immediately get somebody pregnant, I don't know what will. Are you telling Manny in character that I should try that? On no, that's not even, no. Miss Goddess Dean Livia? What? You know, the hottest ass fucking smoke show it's in Paul. school. It's <laughs> <laughs> You want to wear Paul like a mustache? Paul, is that on the table? <laughs> if I close my if I close my eyes and he uses that voice and talks and you know, anyways, anyways you guys get anyway. to the whack. You guys get to the whack and you walk into the welcoming atrium or like lobby area, and there is the counter with all of the shelves behind it and the invisible workers that are moving boxes and whatnot all around and. Like always, you see Kyrasta, who is uh, a dwarf with a purple streak of hair and a bandana tied around their forehead. And they say, Oh, hey guys, what can I do for you? Bullets. (laughs) And I just look at him without blinking. All right. And a trench coat. (laughs) And some rope, please. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Those things are... um, Fuzzy handcuffs? <laughs> you want handcuffs too? No, no. And a gag. Oh. oh. I just thought we, you know. Do you have any uh any liquid that could be used to maybe maybe coat things and Guys. make them a little bit more? <laughs> were, were we invited to the orgy on on fourth three? <laughs> oh, that depends. <laughs> What about little vibrating balls? <laughs> All right. Bullets, rope. Bullets um, and rope. Uh, yeah, man. I can I can get those, and they're, uh, those, those are free. What about a sword? Bullets are free at school. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'd like some bullets, too, then, please. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, those things, those kinds of things fall under, you know, just like, Pens and pencils, bullets Study and aids. <laughs> we already paid for it in our tuition. <laughs> yeah, they put you to sleep for a long time so you can be well rested. What about extra surges? Extra surges, now though, those cost money. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so do swords. How, okay, how much money are we talking for surges and swords? Well, a one spell slot, level one surge... Is going to be 500 gold pieces. Come on. We pay tuition like everybody else here. Well, you know we're broke students. What, uh, can you cut us any deals? Yeah, 500 gold Especially for the top players of the, uh, the well-acclaimed Pyrocross team. The wall might be able to offer up, uh, an All my sponsorship deals. (laughs) Yeah, the deal is 500 gold pieces. Rude. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) <laughs> what about, uh, do you have any tools or equipment, you know, like drills or anything like that to drill through walls or to explode them? Let me take a look at what I got in the, uh, in the registry. I'm either looking for something like a bomb or a long drill that could go through cement uh, and potions. 
of all sorts. Potions are going to cost you money. Uh, we've been over this. I don't have much. So would you maybe want to trade for something? What you got to trade? Uh, how much do you think this might be worth? And I'd like to go into my pocket here, and I'm going to pull out a... Uh, Hold on. What are, you, what are you trying to trade for? All of our stuff. Oh, well, we don't even know how much it costs. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's get everything we need, and then we'll see how much we have to work with. See what our total is, yeah. Or or I can show him what's in my bag. We can see how much money he'll give us for it. Well, I can tell you right now that if you don't have any money, most of the stuff in this book you can't afford. I have. I'd like some. to pull out a diamond that is worth five thousand gold pieces. <laughs> what out of your magical pockets? Yeah, you have I, not. I specifically did ask one time if I had all of the components to cast my spells, and this is a spellcasting component. For what? <laughs> <laughs> How to win the game? I think you mean a diamond worth five hundred gold pieces. No, I have it in the computer. What's the spell? Yeah, what? What's the spell? Because Revivify has a diamond worth five hundred gold pieces. Actually, I don't know. I. I don't know if that's what it is, because I just clicked on my inventory page on here, and in my equipment I have leather armor and a diamond, quantity one, cost, gold pieces, 5,000. <laughs> this dude's rich. Do you have the spell Revivify? Yeah, I do. Okay, it's for that. I think you just clicked the wrong size diamond. Mm, I mean... Sounds I'll, like it could be legit. I'll but. give it to you, but I think I should just get some change back from this transaction <laughs> once we're done getting as much as we want. So, yeah. Because I have no idea what the value of this money is. I just find the shiny rocks. All right, so Milo is your bank and just pulled out a 500 gold piece diamond and Kyrasta says, Oh, well, yeah, that'll that'll buy you some stuff. Yeah, Milo. What? <laughs> but cool. Okay, so what do you want? You want something to drill through a wall? Yeah, or like a bomb of a sort that would blow up a wall. So that's kind of item one on the list that that we are looking into. And then uh, once we once we see what that's gonna run us, I'm curious to know what sort of potions you you have. I'd like a voodoo doll <laughs> of Kyrasta. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyrasta says, uh, I don't have anything that'll blow up a wall, but I do have this thing. And he holds up his hand and something comes flying out from the shelves. And it looks like a piece of a quilt. And he holds it up and says, you could use this to go through the wall. And then he smacks it against the wall nearest him and it opens up into a window. Please tell me the wall nearest him was not the wall, and it was a wall. It was a wall, not the wall. Your the window is... opens up in my chest. And... <laughs> you just see six-pack abs. <laughs> and that that's awesome. How much, uh, how much is that? Oh, do you have any, like, suction cups on gloves and stuff? <laughs> I, uh, I could sell you this, uh, this quilt thing. For 150 gold pieces. And, uh, Milo, your your question about suction gloves, I'm going to have to look into that. Well, 
Okay. I could give you these, uh, these slippers. And he holds up his hand again, and from the side comes flying two slippers that are made of silk, and they have a red hourglass shape on them, and they are otherwise black. And he says, these I could sell you for 300 gold pieces, and they're, they'll let you walk on anything. Ooh, I gotta have that. Add the, uh, the window maker to the, to the shopping cart here. And, uh, what kind of potions do you have? Well, what kind of potions do you want? Kind of drink? Something that makes me not look so tubby. Oh, sorry, I can't help you with that. Oh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um. Called Slim Quick? <laughs> Something that I can offer you this this protein shake called Slim Fast. It's got eleven grams of protein. And <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> it tastes kind of. Are we chalky. sponsoring people now? Or maybe he calls it. Uh, I don't know. Some something in in game, and it's a multi level marketing scheme. Oh, Fin soon. I thought we were getting royalties. <laughs> all right. All right. Well. Yeah, I guess if I guess if I would have like thought in advance that this was going to be like a shopping episode, I would have brainstormed like things that I would have wanted for a character. But strictly for this uh, mission or for our uh, studies that we're going to be looking into, I think that uh, I'd be good with the window quilt cloth patch thingy. What the fuck? It's this cloth. It's like a little quilt patch that you just throw on a wall, not the wall. And then it uh, creates a window, so you can just walk right through it. Well, you'd have to open the window first. Yeah, that's true. Um, hey, uh... Was there anything that you wanted from the store, Dixon? I need a knife. A really big knife. Some call it a sword. I call it a hobby. <laughs> Kyrasta says, Oh, okay, so I got a little confused there. Um, do you want a knife, or do you want a sword? Or do you want a machete? Hmm... Do you possibly have twin daggers? Yeah, sure, I can sell you some daggers. And he puts them on the table and goes, that's four gold pieces. And how much is a sword? Short or long? Long. Oh, that's the way I like it. Fifty. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Bruh. He said fifty? Yeah, fifty. Why why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? We're getting bullets for free. That's good. (laughs) We're getting rope for free. That's good. So our cart items at this point are Milo slippers. Right now we're four gold pieces over, although I don't know the concept of money. (laughs) (laughs) Milo slippers, my wall mechanism for a wall, not the wall, that you can walk through. Call it a feather, Mr. Elephant. You're going to have a feather so that you can fly. We'll We'll call it the window patch. The window patch, the slippers... And then a, a long sword and two daggers. That's two twin daggers. Mm-hmm. So, so that's our that's our cart here. And uh, hey, Mister, <laughs> hey, Mister Bank Guy, the one with all the money. I don't have money. We're, I'm trading him for the all diamond. Right, that the I one thought. with the shiny stuff. Does this diamond that uh, Milo pulled out um, cover it all? Yep. Cool. Do you have anything? That would assist me in getting out of bed by myself in the morning. <laughs> Anything that would perhaps allow me to bounce up quickly. That's what my rope was for. I was just saying, <laughs> we're going to 
You can use rope for anything. Wait, how are you going to hoist him up in the morning using a rope? He can hoist himself up. <laughs> There's bunk beds, you big dumb bitch. You're just going to do it like a pulley system? Correct. Like sleep with a rope around your body? <laughs> well, I was going to make that joke, but... Actually, that that's not that bad of an idea. You just pull yourself up out of bed? So you hang yourself by a rope and you have to pull yourself up. You can also buy bullets for free mm. in the school. You can also just get rope, no questions asked. He can I tie love it, this school. He can tie it to your bed and just like pull himself to roll sideways out and it will also roll, knock over your bed, knocking, you know, waking you up. As long as it knocks over your guys' bed too, because we gotta do that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, well, I think uh, we got everything we need, right? I guess so. Cool. Alrighty. Pleasure doing business with you, as always, Kyrasta. Yeah, don't don't even mention it, man. I, Seriously, okay. don't mention I, it. I, I won't bring it up again. <laughs> won't bring up what? Who? What? Who this are you? This guy sucks. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, bye. And I, I, I leave. <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's let's go do the thing we gotta do now. I did have to take a Julie, shit. Julie, do the thing. Yeah, that thing. And we go and do the thing. And what is the thing specifically? <laughs> to the basements. We're go going down to the basements where all the pipes are. And we will follow the pipes. And whilst whilst we are going to the basement, I want to keep an eye out for that rat bastard Titus <laughs> in case he's creeping around looking at us. I'd like to I'd like to keep an eye out for that soulless, malnourished <laughs> Piece of shit, not th- I mean, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that schmiegel looking thing that hangs out around the pipes, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's a failed student wizard that sucks at everything, Titus. <laughs> Obsessed with magic, Titus. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Titus! <laughs> Bad, why don't you go ahead and roll a perception check? Uh, everybody else, just make sure that you have updated your character sheets accordingly to have all of the items that you have either traded or obtained. That way we don't have any more surprise 5,000 gold piece diamonds. So right here it says I have a random sack for my parents with uh, 100,000 gold pieces in it. It's crazy, I just found it. Um, also, what are my fancy boots of jump? <laughs> You don't remember getting your fancy boots of jumping? I remember getting them. I don't know what they do. And I remember writing down fancy boots of jump. I said, oh, I'll remember it. And here we are. Air Jordans, they help you jump higher. (laughs) All right. The boots of striding and springing. Your walking speed becomes 30 unless your speed is already is higher. But at that point, your speed isn't reduced if you are encumbered or wearing heavy armor. In addition, you can jump three times the normal distance, though you can't jump farther than your remaining movement would allow. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. So if my speed's already 30, they don't really do anything. You can jump far now. Yeah, now you can jump oh. far. Three times the normal distance. Which, isn't the distance like your strength score? Yes. Holy shit. So, what's your strength <laughs> score? 16. So multiply by three. 42. Yeah, you can jump 42 feet. I can jump negative one. You just saw someone leaping 42 <laughs> feet. You would well, shit your pants. But I guess 30. you can only go your yeah total distance, so 30. What's your vertical? 
it sucks like <laughs> a foot <laughs> he just barely glides above the ground <laughs> you just saw someone leaping 30 feet at a time i would shit my pants well you could do it so make our enemies shit <laughs> where's titus hey <laughs> titus watch this i'm gonna Wee! jump 30 feet and plant my feet in his face speaking of titus matt what was your role for thad Enough. What was it? It was nine. Should just use my passive perception. Wait, were we all aiding him because we said we were keeping a lookout for that piece of shit, Titus? Well, I will tell you, you do not see Titus walking behind you. How about in front of us <laughs> or to the sides? Well, you didn't look hard enough. <laughs> you do not see Titus anywhere around you as you head into the basement of the Arcthanium. I look up. He's just hanging from the ceiling. Anywhere around you, left, right, front, center, up, down. It's in the fucking rafters. Cardinal, ordinal, semi-cardinal, semi-ordinal directions. Uh, He's hiding in the fourth dimension. <laughs> He's the in the bushes. <laughs> He's in my head. <laughs> that is something that I cannot help you with. But uh, you guys get down into the basement, and you're now back in that familiar room where there are the multiple furnaces and the giant metal canister that is the surge powering the arc shine. Because Toby had already come down here, Milo is able to show you generally where you need to head. I mean, or Toby can show us where we need to head. So I will be summoning Toby as I don my slippers. Yeah, yeah I guess, uh, well, first of all, Milo, nice looking slippers. Thanks, they're super comfortable, <laughs> and right, they have... I didn't ask, I just said they look nice. Added art support. <laughs> <laughs> He's got flat feet, goddammit. <laughs> and for once, I'd like to verbally say I take out my shield <laughs> before we start to explore these pipes. Great. Cool. So I follow uh, the flaming... Yes, Please follow me as I walk directly <laughs> up this wall. I'll bring Toby out. And okay, Toby, show us how. Say, show us where you need us to go for the pipes. And then he'll just kind of uh, form himself into like a little just ball of fire. And he'll just, he'll just kind of bounce along. Maybe turn into an arrow and just move like that school of fish from Finding Nemo. <laughs> okay, so he starts bouncing along as a... Uh, as that bouncing ball of fire, almost like he's in a uh, sing-along video. And then as you guys start moving past the metal canister, you get behind there out of the way of the furnaces, and it does grow dark because you're moving past the light of the furnaces. Those of you that do have dark vision can see. Those of you that don't have dark vision, the space is illuminated by Toby. And you can see that the pipes coming out of that metal canister go back into this this massive cavernous space that is 300 feet wide by 400 feet deep and everywhere that you look the pipes are going out and then up through the ceiling somewhere but toby winds up leading you all the way to the back of this area where there is a pipe that doesn't go up into the ceiling it just continues straight into the wall at which point toby turns into that school of fish arrow and starts pointing directly at the space where the pipe goes into the wall. 
<laughs> with all the little lights going around the arrow, like, oh! <laughs> Since it is dark and spooky in here, I would like to light a torch. Okay. And who all does have dark vision? Oh. Do any of us have dark vision? Let me Dragonbo- Dragonborn. No, have but dark I vision. smell really well. Ah. Uh, Dragonborn <laughs> do not have dark vision. Well, then our entire first campaign was a lie. No, you lied in the entire first campaign. I don't have a sheet, but I'm pretty sure White Jesus had dark vision. I mean, if needed, I can see in the dark, I believe. Did orcs have dark vision? Half-orcs had dark vision. Yeah. Yeah, half-orcs have dark vision. So maybe that's what Um, I'm thinking So, turtles do not? Nope, but I can hold my breath for an hour. Yeah, I could uh, <laughs> essentially breathe underwater with my trunk, and uh, I have advantage on a lot of things that involve smell. Even though my eyes are huge, I do not have dark vision. <laughs> now, through my infusions, I can replicate a magic item for goggles of night, which essentially give me dark vision, so if we feel it's needed, I could waste one of my infusions on that. Well, this is definitely going to be interesting for now that nobody in this party has dark vision. So, very smart lighting the torch there, Thad, <laughs> just in case Toby can't light the way for you guys. But, yeah, so now you're at the back of this dark area. You can see behind you faint light where the furnaces are alive and roaring. But you're in this voluminous space that has pipes all over the place and Toby pointing at the wall. Quit pointing at me. Ah. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> we gotta smash through this wall, huh? Oh, no. Oh, are we at the spot we need to be at? Well, oh, no. According to the lights, yes. And also, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, something <laughs> takes over. Thad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He feels a compulsion to smash through walls and clear paths. Let's so do this. That is part Kool-Aid right now. Come on, and have we unlocked the wall? <laughs> I, I stroll up to the wall, all puffed up, my arms out, like I'm a big, strong, turtle man, and I use shell defense <clears throat> to go into a shell <laughs> and improve my strength, <laughs> but be unable to move. Do we have to fucking fling you? <laughs> What? Oh, this is the point in our games where I jump on you like we're in Mario and you shoot and out, And I die right? instantly. <laughs> so, does anybody have a way to get through here? If uh, I have an idea. But... I mean, we were just together and I bought the uh, the window patch, <laughs> which I should be oh, able to you know, that's slap right. on a wall, not the wall. And we should be able to walk right through it. I got a question. Does your guy have elbows? Being a turtle, or are they just like giant stubby limbs that I, just I stick out? I think they're flap like human esque arms. That's terrifying. Teenage with reptilian. I mean, I'm shooting a gun, so I guess I have some kind of finger. That's fair, I guess. I just <laughs> I didn't mean, know unless you just like, have a turtle hand adapted finger, I just hold it like this and I go. Do you <laughs> have webbed fingers though? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have advantage on like swimming or anything. So. Well, not with you that. I'm gonna say no. See, turtles don't swim; they just hold their breath and they Sink. wait until they float there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll pull out my feather and I will give it to 
Manny. I'd like to stand back up out of my shell. Feather? <laughs> I thought it was a feather. What's a feather? Is, it's, is our window making thing not a I feather? I have the window patch. It was all in the cart that went into my pockets. No, I I asked for it. I definitely grabbed that. Stop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I Either way, I give it to you. Stop it, Milo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be holding on to this now. Um, yeah, I, I walk up and I place it on a wall, not the wall, and... Activate. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. We make it through. You specifically say you're putting it on a wall, but... Oh, for the love of God, where the, You are at a large expanse of a wall. Where are you placing it on the wall? Come on. Right where the pipe goes into the wall, please. <laughs> make sure. <laughs> <laughs> the ground right underneath us. <laughs> um, make sure you knock to find the studs. Yeah, I'm going to follow the, the pipes as uh, we are doing objectively. <laughs> and uh, I guess where, you know, Toby is pointing at a wall in the direction that we need to go. And the pipes are also led into that exact spot that Toby's pointing. I'm going to go to that spot. Okay. And was that clear enough? Are you going to place it directly under the pipe? Ben, give us a latitude and longitude, please. I mean, I was thinking like, I don't know. I would say probably like, you know, chest level. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I can't yeah. really. But chest, chest or I level. I guess low enough that people would be able to walk. Like everybody <laughs> in our group can get through it. I, I don't mean, know. Chest big... level for, for the rest of us is very different. I don't know how big of a patch this is. <laughs> like if it's like a small box or if it's like a five by five. I don't know. Okay, just... so it is a small box. It's only two by four feet. Um, but what I'm looking for is do you place it? Horizontally at chest level, which thank thank you for the vertical direction. Are you placing it horizontally, directly under the pipe, to the left of the pipe, or to the right of the pipe? Uh, I I probably would say right in the center of the wall. So a wall, not <laughs> the wall. Um. <laughs> uh, so you're gonna middle middle align it with the uh, pipe, and when you do that, the left side you can suddenly see through it and the right side just stays black. Okay. And you can see that there is a tunnel leading that way. Is this patch like a one-time use or could I now move it over? You can peel it off and restick it. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess since it's half covered and I know my tubby ass ain't fitting through there, um, I'm going to peel it off and then move it over a few feet to the left. And uh, re-stick it. And once you do that, suddenly you uncover the entirety of the tunnel. Why was that so difficult, Paul? <laughs> Why were you making it so difficult? I said I'd go up and place it on the wall we were trying to go through. And, and you just had it in your mind where if they try to go straight, they're going to be a foot and a half off, well, I'll tell you. To <laughs> be uh, point, it, you got to find the studs. Oh. So you did this to us. <laughs> there were studs. But we already this is a got concrete four studs. walls. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a hotel. There's no studs in the fucking concrete wall. <laughs> Re- rebar, sorry. Uh, hey, all right, well, rebar, uh, I guess we get through it. Right? Yeah. It don't make the wall sturdier. <laughs> There's no rebar in there. This is primitive. Toby, did you get past this part? Because Toby is still in the arrow shape, the arrow shape just waggles back and forth. <laughs> Well, I'll do the waggle real quick and just... Never mind. All right. 
I guess, uh... We're all up to a new adventure, guys. Now throw me that way. Throw me through the hole. Because I'm assuming it's, like, we have to go off of the pipes and then into the wall? Into a wall, not the wall. Milo, since you said that you were specifically <laughs> walking on the pipes, you, you have to, like, walk off the pipe. You can walk along the wall and then walk through the hole. Oh, yeah, I got my slippies on. Or you can leap and I'll catch you. No, I got my slippies on. I'll just walk over to the hole. Why don't we let the wall go first because he has the the only source of light. And, only uh, source of light? What about Toby? Other, I, I guess other than Toby, but everybody... Also, if anything jumps us. I'm never scared when Toby's around. Alright, then, then go on. I do, I do. Alright, alright. Follow me. Christ. I'm following you. Jeez. Elros. <laughs> <laughs> I smack him. <laughs> <laughs> alright. You guys go through the hole and... Once you're on the other side, you can see that this is, in fact, a secret door, and it is uh, levered into place, and there clearly was an unlatching mechanism from the other side, uh, which you guys shortcutted. And this is a rough-hewn dirt tunnel, and it goes straight ahead. Then we walk straight ahead in the direction of the path, the direction that it is going, the dirt. It's leading that way. That's the direction we walk on. <laughs> Just to make sure we're not walking into a wall. 80 miles from Santa Fe. <laughs> Do I smell anything? Uh, give me a perception check. All right. <laughs> well, I have advantage because, you know, long trunk, good sniffer on me. Oh, that's a pretty good first roll. Hold on. Well, I rolled, uh, did the same thing twice, and perception is... Wisdom. Ooh. Um, I rolled a 19 twice. Okay. And you rolled twice because you have advantage on perception checks using smell? Yeah, it's called keen smell. Advantage on perception, survival, and investigation checks that involve smell. So, alrighty. While while he's smelling, <laughs> I would like to... Uh, Breathe. <laughs> I, I'm breathing. <laughs> I would like to... Now, I'm going to try to do something different from what I usually do. I'm going to wild shape into an animal that I can see in the dark. That can smell really well. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to smell better than I'm going uh, to become an elephant man, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what animal specifically are you going to wild shape into? Oh, who sees really well in the dark, guys? Would it be an owl? Bats. I'd, I'd rather be an <laughs> owl than a bat. <laughs> I think bats are blind, I would say. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Are we sticking with a bird? <laughs> oh my fucking god. A cat. Turn into a kitten. Like they a, have dark vision. Yeah, what's like a cat that can still like fight st- A house cat. A panther. <laughs> Bobcat. Panther. I do uh, like I do like panthers. Do a house cat. <laughs> Nobody will try to hurt you. No, nobody, but nobody I want to be, would, a, I no, be an owl. Something but says owl. Nobody would look to fight a house cat. <laughs> like, yes, you wouldn't be able to fight very well, but nobody's hitting you. I'm gonna turn into an owl, so you're just gonna see me stay exactly the same size, but my arms grow to like five feet long. Ah, uh, yes. We, <laughs> and then they get feathers. <laughs> we both hate mice and rats now. And then I think Toby disappears. Right? I can't activate them both at once. Yes. No. So that was quite a selfish move on your part. We have the torch. You all like knowing Toby. You're like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. What I actually said was, who? <laughs> if you only who 
Are you just going to hoot on us? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. This is worse than Who when Eric was feeble minded. Hell are you? <laughs> Who's on first? Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Milo is now an owl flying around, and yes, I will say that the owl can see in the dark. You have one hit point and an AC of eleven. <laughs> Use it wisely. <laughs> but Manny can smell the odor of carrion as you're starting to walk along this this tunnel. And Milo, when he transforms into an owl, can see over to the right side of the tunnel as you're approaching. There is a hole in the wall on the right side. Awesome. What is a... Uh, I'm going to go perch there. You said I smell what? Carrion. Carrion. It's an airport. It's not a carry-on. <laughs> carrion. It's uh, dead carcasses. Ah, feeded, foul, smelling. And since Milo said that he's going to go perch there, Milo, you are going to be suddenly surprised as a giant snake with massive pincers comes launching out of the hole at you and is going to attack you with an 11. You're kidding me. We entered the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And of course it's a snake, the natural enemy of the owl. (laughs) No, of course, we're wandering <laughs> Hogwarts and we find the Chamber of Secrets and there's a snake in there. A snake in the pipes in the walls. <laughs> well, that's not what I was thinking, but yeah, anyways, this giant thing comes launching out at you, is going to bite you, and is going to hit you, dealing a total of nine damage, which is going to knock you out of your owl form and back into your kender form. And then, because it managed to get you with its uh, tentacles, that is going to hit with a natural 20, which is going to deal a total of 10 damage. Mm. And let's roll for initiative. Hello, everyone. DM Paul here. Hope you're enjoying our longer episode this week. We've got a little bit of everything for you. Shopping, investigation, and now a battle is incoming. So, before I get you back to the episode, let's chat about a few things near and dear to the hearts of us hosts. First and foremost, the Death Saving Bros podcast has been nominated for the Audioverse Awards 2023. We've already been added to their showcase, and that is a playlist that you can check out right now on Spotify, along with all the other nominated fiction podcasts. However, voting has not yet been announced, so please keep your eyes and ears open so that when voting does open up, you can help us take home one of the awards. Last year, we were a finalist in the Best Guest Player in an Existing Production category. This year, we're looking to take home that hardware. And we can only do that with your help. In the meantime, while we're waiting for Audioverse Awards voting to begin, if you are looking for other ways to support the show, we highly encourage you to leave a rating and review on your app of choice. We'd love to get some more stars on Spotify, but we love seeing your words on Apple Podcasts, too. 
We also have some podcast and Dungeons & Dragons-inspired merchandise on redbubble.com. Simply search Death Saving Bros to see all of our current designs. Everything in our store is currently 20% off through October 14th of 2023, so why not take a look? And finally, if you really are looking for a way to help us keep the lights on, we have a Patreon. Who would have guessed that? We have a Patreon, yes. It's all happening over at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. We have over 100 extra episodes, bloopers, and conversations available at all sorts of price points. We also offer physical rewards for anyone who supports us for at least three months at the Shade Arrow tier or higher. So if you are looking to get your hands on some things like dice towers, miniatures, custom maps, and more, you'll need to head over to Patreon right now because this month of October is your last chance to get in all three months in that category before we ship out the next batch of physical rewards. So again, if you want in on physical rewards action in 2023, head on over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros to become a supporter at the Shade Arrow tier. And speaking of Patreon, as with every episode, I want to give a shout out to all of those that have already been financially supporting us and making this show possible. Those who have joined our Patreon at the $5 tier get a shout out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher. So they get their supporter shout out right now. Ryan Cushman, Janelle Jackson, and Gavin Knox. Thank you all for your support. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Oh, baby. Nat 20. I rolled a 18 plus whatever initiative is, so maybe like 3? 21? Yeah, 21. Oh, with my nat 20, I guess I should include that my dexterity is a plus zero, so it's still only 20. 23! Damn, I rolled a nat 20, and I'm <laughs> so far going last. What, did you roll higher than 22? Mm-hmm. What'd you roll? 12. Ah. <laughs> my nat 20 did dick for me. Okay, so that would mean that Thad is going first. Thad, you have seen this tentacled, snake-like thing sh- dart out of this hole in the wall up ahead, which is just now at the edge of where your torchlight can see, and you see it grab onto Milo, squeeze, and then bite Milo as he turns back into a kender. Oh hell no! And I run away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, can I get like up there? Yes, so it's 20 feet away from you right now. Oh, 20 feet, okay. Yeah, so I want to got my torch... In my left hand, I'm going to draw my gun. I'm going to run right up to it. And I want to underhand grip my torch, place my right hand over it like I'm shooting with a flashlight, (laughs) and just put two shots straight into its head. Okay. Not through its head into Milo, (laughs) but in the side of its head. Okay. Go ahead and roll for attack. First one's going to be... One or two. That's going to hit. And 13. That one will not hit. Damn. It's 
going to be a 10 on damage. Alrighty. So you blast a shot into the side of this slimy worm snake creature, and uh, the bullet hits its thick hide and damages it, but doesn't seem to impact quite as forcefully as you would expect from a normal shot. Well, shit. Next up is Milo. Well, okay. I am caught by this thing being eaten. Bit. Yes, uh, I will say that you are not actually grappled right now. It just kind of like grabbed on for purchase and bit you, but you can easily just step back out of it. Okay, well, per as much as I can do each turn, I think just out of self-defense, what I would do is uh, summon Toby back to help me, because I'm no longer wild-shaped. Okay. And I would like him to assist me in casting a fire shield spell, which is uh, flames wreathe around my body for up to 10 minutes. Um, It does do bright light for seeing purposes as well. But uh, also, whenever a creature within five feet of me hits me with a melee attack, the... It erupts with flames, and he takes 2d8 fire damage Okay, as well. Very cool. That that is quite the shield spell. And then, yeah, I did bonus action to summon Toby, action to make the shield. That's all I got, right? Yes, that is correct. And now, because you've summoned Toby, Toby can act right after you. I would like him to shoot a uh, fire seed. Ranged weapon attack. Yes, Toby, shoot your fiery seed. You rolled a natural 20. Oh, nice. Okay, so then go ahead and roll the damage dice twice and add the proficiency bonus damage once. Cool. Also, I have that feature where whenever I do fire damage, I roll an extra D8. Okay, that's only for you, not for Toby, though. That's only for me? Yes. Okay. That's 14 damage. That's pretty darn good. Um, Toby spits out a spurt of fire to protect you, and it blows up in this creature's face, and it starts screeching and writhing back and forth as it seems to be pretty darn hurt from what you have done to it. Manny, you are up. Cool. Quick question for you. With my experimental elixirs, Uh, And I'm just trying to work out the logistics of it. So the first one of my day is always like random just because it's like my morning concoction that I put together or that's like the freebie one I get that doesn't cost me anything to make. One of the elements of it is like healing, which like there's a healing component to it. If say I was at full health and I landed on healing, does it just like do nothing or do I get like extra temporary hit points or something like that? It depends on what the potion itself says because... I know that at next level, you'll actually gain the ability to give an experimental elixir and give temporary hit points. Okay. But if it says restores hit points, then that's just normal hit points. All right. Well, I guess that's something that I'll uh, think about for future instances, uh, unless I were to use it and roll it right now. Then I may have to look at it, but... The snake. So we were following the pipes. Are we, like, are we like walking on metal pipes as well? No, you're walking on cobblestone. The pipes were all above you. Okay. I guess I didn't specify it before, but the pipe did 
go through the wall, and you can see it running up in the corner of this cave. Cool. Let's do this for funsies. I'm going to have my shield out, as I had mentioned before, with my spear as well, because that is my weapon of choice. And am I in, like, range to run up and just, like, make a melee attack on this thing? Yes. uh, Everybody was basically within 20 feet of this thing. Cool. So just don't accidentally hit me or you'll explode with fire. That could be a good strategy. Anyways. If you hit me. <laughs> if you were just going to, like, if it was holding you, like, in any way, and I just hit you and you explode, yeah, that would be great. Because it would do damage and then we could heal you. Like, you'd be fine. That's Anyways. True. Yeah, nothing nothing too fancy here. I, I think I'm just going to, you know, casually stroll on up and uh, attack it with my spear. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 20. Non-nat? Non-natural. Okay. Uh, that will hit. Oh, man. I was gonna say, oh, yeah, I was doing it two-handed, but I don't think I can actually, like, technically hold my shield with my snoot and then <laughs> still make a two-handed attack. I, I I believe the mechanic actually says, oh, like... you like that swordsman from One Piece where he has the sh- rare three swordsman style because you can use your trunk? No, I think it, like, literally says my trunk can't be used to, like, hold weapons to make an attack or, like... You're not holding a weapon. Hold a sh- well, I guess I, but I, I would imagine it wouldn't let me hold a shield either. You can cast spells from the tip of it. Yeah, I could use it as like a, like I could, I could hold something with it. I just like don't think shield. I can like actually like hit I got shit you. with it. I got you. Yeah, I can't wield weapons or shields, but good thought. So I guess I can only make a one-handed attack, which is like simply a one d six, and I get. Ugh. I hate being <laughs> like the the weak guy, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, I rolled a five, but my spear is one of my infused items. Ooh, okay. So it's my radiant weapon, so I get plus one. So it's actually six damage. Fuck yeah. Alrighty. And uh, just so everybody knows too, future references, my radiant weapon, uh, I could actually use a bonus action, and it uh, does shed a bright light 30 feet radius and a dim light an additional 30 feet. So I could... Light the whole fucking room. And then I could also use... What does it say? As a reaction getting hit, I could use a charge to blind my attackers until the end of their next turn. So they just hit me and I fucking flash a camera in their face and they go blind. (laughs) And same thing with my shield. If somebody hits me, I can use a reaction. Boom. They're blasted 15 feet away from me. So pretty sick stuff. That's... It's pretty cool, actually. And what I'm actually going to do that's actually really cool is after I hit them, I'm going to use... So I know I can have like three items infused at once. So I pretty much always have my uh, radiant weapon as in my spear and my repulsion shield. I hate that word. So if you shield bashed me, would it like just send like a little fireball 15 feet? (laughs) I guess if you ran up. You'd have to hit me with a melee attack for me to expend a charge, but I could push you back 15 feet away. And then then it would count as an attack on me that would create my charge to explode when I got there. We could try it. Combo Um, moves! Wombo combo! But anyways, so yes, I pretty much always have those two items infused, um, but I can have up to three things infused at once, despite knowing a bunch of other ones. But my third one that I'm using is called 
the Boots of the Winding Path, which allows me to use a bonus action to teleport up to 15 feet to an unoccupied space that uh, I can see and that I have occupied at some point during the current turn. So I'm pretty much just going to walk up, hit him with the spear, and then teleport 15 feet backwards. Okay. Um, so when you stride up and you stab this thing with your spear, initially it looks like the spear is just going to glance off the oily slickness of this rubbery hide, but then it manages to find purchase, and again, this thing starts screeching and writhing on your spear as you teleport backwards, leaving it with a massive, bloody, gaping wound. And that will leave it to Dixon, who is up next. Writhing on your spear. <laughs> Dixon's just like, I bite the head off the snake. <laughs> Drink his blood. Bear grills it. I rub my <laughs> magic genie lamp and... <laughs> So before I do this, Paul, I have a question as a uh, to you as the DM. Mystic Frenzy, so... Sounds badass if you ask me. Kind of cool. So if I attacked once with a sword, because I have to have a free hand to cast spells, right? If I'm dual wielding, can I still cast cantrips or any spell? As long as it doesn't require a somatic gesture. Otherwise, okay. you need to have one hand free. Okay. I but there you. are verbal spells, too, and stuff like that. Right. So. Well, because I can fight with two weapons. So that's why I got twin daggers, just for extra stabby. Because if you mess with the crabby, you get the stabby. Mm. So, Mystic Frenzy. If I cast the cantrip first, followed up with my bonus attack, and then I could attack again. No, that that you cannot do, because your extra attack is only available if you do a weapon attack. It's either it's either cantrip and weapon or weapon weapon. Okay. Well, that kind of kicks my balls. Good questions though. Right, 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 right. I'm still confused how an owl has one HP. You ever punched an owl? <laughs> <laughs> if I've ever met someone that punched an owl, my first question is, ow. <laughs> Not why. Not who. Not who. <laughs> but why or how. <laughs> just uh, how? <laughs> how did you get within an owl's range to sucker punch a fucking owl? <laughs> I would say you're in its range before it's in your range. Every time right. I see an owl, I try to punch it. Right, and did you defeather it when you struck it? Because that's extra armor. Okay, so I would like to use bonus action to do to imbue my sword with crimson right. Okay, and I will do right of storm. For lightning damage. Nice. Oh boy. <laughs> I learned how to do stuff. It's kind of neat. No, I just, I'm attached to this thing right now, so <laughs> lightning damage sounds. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. There's <laughs> water everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to find, is it 1d8? So when you activate your Crimson Rite, you're going to take necrotic damage equal to one of your Hemocraft dice. And then when you make an attack with the righted weapon, the weapon becomes magical, and it'll deal extra damage equal to one of your Hemocraft die. Okay, so I take four damage, because I cut myself. Nice. Yeah, I run my sword over my wrist. And then as, as you do, lightning just springs up from the wound you created and starts running along the length of the sword. Yes, sir. I would like to make sure it's known that my character is visibly shocked. <laughs> uh, 
because we've never seen him use anything that he could do before. Correct. <laughs> Be like, wow, <laughs> you could do this the whole fucking time? Where the hell did this shit come from? <laughs> I'm just trying to make the point to make it known that in real life, you figured out, you know, what your character could finally do. But in game, my character is just as shocked <laughs> that you're actually <laughs> doing shit. You like that shit? Yeah. And then as a blood curse, that's a whole action in itself. Blood curse is also a bonus action, but you've already used your bonus action. Okay. See, I'm just trying to figure out which one is which. Okay. Those are kind of cool, too. So. Can't wait to hopefully see him one day. <laughs> we'll see if this is a one-off week or if next week you remember this shit so, as well. Uh, I got it written, written down now. Fine. I got it. It's right here. That means nothing. Do you know how many shit I've written down that I forget about? It's, it's on the front page. It's in graphite. <laughs> this is how my guy works. I just wrote it down wrong. So And also confused two of the same thing, but it's fine. So, with that, I would like to smack the fucking snake tentacle thing with my sword. All right, and so since that is going to be your action and you have extra attack, you're going to want to smack it twice? Yes. Of course I do. Go for it. Roll twice. Yes, I would. How'd you know? <laughs> I'm going to hold back. <laughs> you know how long it's been since I've attacked something? I didn't know what dice to grab to grab it. <laughs> it's been a long time since I tried to melee something, too. I had to, like, relook at my sheet and be like, what do I add to this? All right. So, first swing is tw- 21. Yeah, that'll hit. 13. A 13 will not hit. Okay. First one, what the fuck it? Long, what's the damage on a longsword? Uh, if you're doing it one-handed, it's going to be a 1d8. What about two-handed? Two-handed, 1d10. I like that. I'm doing it two-handed. All right. Uh, eight. And then 1d4 for the crimson right. Uh, your hemocraft is now a 1d6, by the way. Is it? Uh-huh. I knew that. I was just testing to see if you knew. Five. So eight and five? Eight and five. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. What does it look like when you kill this thing? I would like to cut its fucking head off <laughs> and then drink its blood. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Me next. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for that. Something has to heal my wrist. I just ran a fucking sword across it. Your sword goes slicing through its neck, its head goes flying, its blood comes running down along the edges of lightning on your sword, and you just lick the blood off the edge of your sword. Seductively. And I am horrified. (laughs) I look down at the snake thing and up at Dixon, just like back and forth, back and forth, with just like a blank expression on my face. Then I just go... Have you ever considered playing Pyrocross? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so when this thing's head goes flying, the rest of its body comes tumbling out of the hole, and with it comes a bag, a helmet, and a spattering of loose coins. Well, can I have the bag? What's, What's inside the bag? of the bag? I don't know. I'm going to open it after I take it. What's in the fucking box? What's in the box? So when you pick up the bag, you find out that it is 
a mimic. No. Oh, fuck. A decapitated head. You Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, I couldn't remember what the name was, It, but it came back to me. It is a bag of holding. And, no, uh, I don't need this. In, if you reach your hand inside, you wind up pulling out a surge. Mm. And this surge is, I'll go ahead and just tell you, it is a level two surge with one spell slot. And it is in the shape of a horseshoe. And it has little springs on the end that, if you touch it, give you a little zap. Oh. Milo, are you going to be using that? You can have the bag of holding. I have my pockets. <laughs> I I understand that. <laughs> do you uh do you, do you use a lot of magic that you would need that for? Almost entirely I use magic. Okay. It's fine. I can make my own. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But I don't know if I have made any level two ones to this point, so I'll I... tell you what. I may need to just take a look at that to investigate it so I know how I can make one of these. I'll tell you what. You can have it, but I want to look at the helmet. Is it nowhere near my size? Now let it have. Let him have it. It is nowhere near your size. Is it cool looking, though? It is cool looking. It, uh, it has panels that come down the side. It comes to a point at the top with a spindly spire atop it, and it has scroll work on it. Well... Okay. I'll give you this, but I want the helmet. Well, would you like me to maybe take a look at the helmet so I can let you know if it does anything cool by investigating to see if it has any magical properties? Because for all you know, the helmet makes you have, like, hemorrhoids or something. Like, we don't know <laughs> the the magical <laughs> effect of it. Helmroids? Some wizard just going through all the trouble to make oh my God. a magical helmet of hemorrhoids. <laughs> But that's, that's the thing, like, it just, like, you could, yeah, you could put it on and your butthole just fucking burst, like. Actually, Megan, I can't Ooh. sit anywhere. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want that to happen, so, no. but, but, you'll, you'll give it back to me after you check it out, then. I mean, yeah, usually, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I mean, this whole time, I, you know that I've always just thought of what's gonna be best for our group so that we could pass the final, so, I mean, yeah, if it's best suited for you, I, I'd give it to you. If it's like, I just think since uh, you know that snake almost ate me when I was the size of a bird, I can you know have something. Yeah, you know I get it, but I'm just saying if it's something that like makes your skin thinner, then maybe I'd give it to Dixon. So when he goes to cut himself, he could do that chalky thing. And I don't have skin. Uh, you I get don't have skin. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying, or you know. <laughs> Just, just take a look at the helmet. Then. Okay. I guess I would like to, uh... I'll be watching intently as he takes a look at the helmet. Hold on. I want to see... Is this something that I could just do with a check, or do I need to, like, pull out a spell? Because I might be able to... I think I have Identify, which I believe... Does that do what I need it to do? Yes. If you have Identify, that will tell you exactly what this object is. Okay. And that's a level one spell... Yeah, I was looking. I have a dispel magic, which is probably not at all. No, I could use identify on it, um, which is a level one spell. And I know I have a surge from class that I built. Did we ever, did we just say that was like a level one surge and had like two spell slots? Okay. You said that there's script on the side of the helmet. Yes. Does it read anything? 
Well, I guess he's looking at it. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, so I'll I'll use identify then. Okay. And since you're using a surge, you're able to access the weave and uh, cast the spell without problem. You recognize that this helm is called the Helm of Comprehending Languages. While wearing this helm, you can use an action to cast the Comprehend Languages spell. Hey guys, so uh, this helmet makes you read all languages. You just can, uh, you know, use the one spell that allows you to do it. So, guess we have that in our back pockets, and yeah, you I guess said that's... I could have it in my pocket. Yep, that's something. Is that... it just reading languages, or is it also speaking languages? Well, you can comprehend them. You know, <laughs> can you can you speak them? If you comprehend something, I believe you could speak it. Yes, uh, you can understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear. You can also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. But can you speak the language? No, you cannot. I don't want it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Milo, that's fine. You could you could hold on to that. I, I don't care. Thank you. And I put it on my head. Sweet. That it doesn't fit on? It's clearly too big, is what Paul was saying. Yeah, his head's rattling around in it. And I just feel like the coolest kid on the block. Mm. Nice. It looks looks good on you. Wear it when you go to sleep. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and you said there was like coins and stuff that fell? Yes. So if you wind up picking up all the coins, you'll get a total of 37 gold pieces, 22 silver pieces. I hope somebody's writing this down. Why? Do, what, wait. First of I'll all, I'll drop them into the little coin slot in my shell. Yeah. Why? Why'd you come <laughs> up with thirty-seven as your first number? Because I did. Let's fuck you. That's why. Thad. <laughs> yeah. Thad, go ahead. You can pick it up. And if we need money, just uh, just uh, pick me up and shake me, and it'll fall out. Just maybe like share. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll be team team bank. All right. So thirty-seven gold pieces, twenty-two silver pieces, and. 55 copper pieces. Oh, shiny you know, coppers. My character sheet only has like the initial like stuff you get at level one where it's like I have 10 gold pieces to my name, which I guess makes sense. Broke college students, right? I'll hold it for you. All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, if you want to take them, I trust you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're actually doing 57 it? 57 gold pieces. Well, if I need money, Thad... <laughs> I guess I can erase it from my sheet. I don't know. That was the dumbest transaction we've ever done. <laughs> um, so that's cool. So yeah, and then Milo, you said I could carry the uh, the surge, the level two surge with one slot. Yeah, see if you can figure out more about it. Sweet, appreciate that. Let me write that down. Who's carrying the bag? I guess uh, I'll carry the bag. Dixon hasn't gotten to. <laughs> take anything from here yet would you like the uh the bag of holding for you to hold all of your blades in i was gonna say at some point i think if i put a bag of holding into my pocket it's like putting a bag of holding into a bag of holding it might make a black hole it literally does it sends you all to the astral plane (laughs) oh my god (laughs) never let these two objects come in contact with each other so hey cool. guys, if we're ever in a pickle though, I need to get out of somewhere real quick. Just throw me the bag. <laughs> Alright, so Dixon, you take the bag of holding. Great. You can take all your blades, unsheath oh, you should them, not have said put anything. them in the bag, and then every time you reach in... <laughs> I'll just shank my hand. 
<clears throat> and pull out one to use. Oh, are you saying like put it like one of those like saw traps where you can put it in easy, but the second you go to try to pull it out, like all the blades start digging into you, so you get mm. all cut up on it? Or their face out, and I just ram my hand in there <laughs> and just pull out a fucking blade. Cool. I mean, yeah, just however I want to slit my. But that, uh, the only other thing I want to do is I would like to investigate or like go up to the snake and like, I don't know, take a tooth or like one of its fangs out or a scale or something. You trying to figure out what it is? No. For, it's a snake. No, but for surges, which Paul, you actually texted me about it, but I was actually going to go up and like, I was picturing in like Harry Potter where they rip out the the tooth from it at the end of like stab the book and shit like that but like i don't know i was actually gonna grab one so thanks for texting me but i'm on my shit paul <laughs> you don't need to remind me about it this time because i was planning on it all along but yeah i'd like to I'd like to go up to the snake and either grab a, a scale or one of its fangs or something that i could use to potentially make more powerful surges sure do you want to rip off its beak or grab one of its tentacles oh. i'd like to grab its testicles uh Tennis no. balls. I mean, <laughs> I mean, can I do both? <laughs> sure. So you now have the half part of a bone beak, and uh, you have one tentacle that ends in a tipped claw. Ooh. The fuck is this thing? I want a tentacle. It is, in fact, a Grick, which is one of the very first monsters that you guys ever fought playing with me. That was with. It had tentacles? <laughs> Um, and also, Milo, yes, you can grab a tentacle as well. It has four of them, so you can rip one off its face. Because you made a Grick pimp cane, or a pimp coat. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> For Cockblock McGee. All right. So now that you guys have looted the little nest of this Grick and its body, you continue going down this tunnel. Now, as you're going down, you wind up passing what is clearly the tracks of a centipede that scurried off because we don't have enough time. And, <laughs> and you also wind up finding a tunnel that burrows down into the ground. And you can't tell what made that because it may show up again later. But eventually you wind up coming from this dirt rough hewn tunnel into a roughly and crudely manufactured like cobblestone walkway and it transitions from this weird tunnel into a more open space where you can start walking next to each other and again everything is made from stone now and you wind up coming into a large underground room that is lit with green fire around the edges of the room and Strapped to a table that is at a 45-degree angle, you see Winona. Who? And that is where we're going to end our episode. Winona's my uh, my girl crush from, like, the girl I'm crushing on from, like, episode one in our classes or something. And she's Winona just riding the underground now? <clears throat> well, she's strapped to a table at a 45-degree angle with giant centipede tracks nearby, so... Some shit's going down. Oh, I see. I see this is a problem. I see. I'm in love. You, you guys can't Wait. see this? <laughs> Wait, before we end the episode, I need Toby to poop out some good berries that I can eat. What the fuck? <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> is that actually like something you need done? Yeah, I lost 10 HPs when the thing bit me. If you eat Toby's shit, you <laughs> heal?
No, but if I use him as a conduit to cast Goodberry, I don't need to surge if I'm using him to cast the spell. So if he produces said berries... So it's just going to look like it takes a little rabbit shit into my hand. <laughs> and then I if we them. were to all eat them, do we all heal up? Like... It's one HP per berry. He can poop out ten at a time. So actually, yeah, it, if you use Toby to poop out those good berry, then you have uh, ten appear. So you get your 10 HP back. <laughs> Fucking spam that spell. Come on, Toby. <laughs> Whatever you got to feed him to make him shit more. So, I mean, as far I guess, I guess as far as you see is I'm just like, all right, come here, buddy. And I cut my hands and you just see Toby poop into my hands. And then I just. Can he just back it straight up to your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty uh, hot. Just stay from the source. <laughs> Fucking toss his salad and come out a healthier man. <laughs> oh, this girl's just strapped to a table underground and we're just off in the corner arguing about <laughs> You pick up <laughs> Toby and just start fucking squeezing him. <laughs> Don't you, you you might I'm gonna look to Toby and be like, you might want to stay away from him, Toby. Can I, <laughs> can I just go back to the facts? <laughs> If you get scared, just disappear, okay? Well, you can, like, I'll, I'll bring you back when I need you. Toss his salad and come out a healthier man. I think we'll have to revisit this next time because we are running pretty long. But um, to all those of you who are listening, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. We got a mix of combat, shopping, adventure, shitting into each other's mouths. Uh, <laughs> what? If you'd like more of this amazing content, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where we have bloopers, conversational recaps, and extra episodes. If you would like to keep in touch with us, you can find us on social media in between episodes at Death Saving Bros on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. I am personally available at HB Camper. You can find me at Benfro15. You can find me at I'm a underscore B underscore rad. Or, I mean, you can find me at the tail end of my <laughs> Firefox. Sucking good berries. <laughs> you can find me on Reddit at uh, two guys one fire sprite.com. Holy shit. <laughs> Follow the fucking Reddit. Oh my fucking God. <sighs> You can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T-Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The song The Specialist is copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. This track is used with permission 
All rights reserved.